Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. Today on Core Principles, we're going to explore a timeline of events related to the pandemic that still is being used as an excuse to oppress people and curtail liberty. These will just be facts in evidence, and you will be free to make or reject possible connections as you see fit. No conclusion is suggested to you, but as always, I encourage listeners to think for themselves. We start all the way back in 1930. The North Dakota Agricultural College's Drs. Arthur Schalk and Merle Hahn described an illness called avian infectious bronchitis. This was the first scientific description of a coronavirus infection. Flash forward 54 years. According to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, or NIAID, in 1984, Dr. Anthony Fauci was appointed director of that organization, NIAID. In that role, Dr. Fauci has advised seven presidents on domestic and global health issues. The budget for the last fiscal year for Fauci's organization was $6.1 billion annually. Then we get to 1990. According to Dr. David Martin, throughout the decade of the 90s, Pfizer sought to research, develop, and patent a coronavirus vaccine. Their first patent filing, specifically recognizing the S protein as the immunological target for vaccines, was filed on the 14th of November, 1990, as U.S. Patent 6372224. In the late 1990s, Dr. Ralph Barrick of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill used his expertise in modifying components of the coronavirus associated with cardiomyopathy, along with funding from Dr. Fauci's NIAID, to conduct what is called chimeric coronavirus research. Chimera indicates organisms composed of cells from multiple species. NIAID gave at least two grants, specifically AI-23946 and GM-63228, in this first known project in gain-of-function research. This led to U.S. Patent 7279327 called Methods for Producing Recombinant Coronavirus. This included Dr. Barrett creating for Dr. Fauci, quote, an infectious replication defective clone of recombinant coronavirus, unquote. In other words, and in hopefully simpler terms, that indicates making a natural pathogen become more harmful by altering the spike protein and other receptor targets. Shortly after this, in the year 2000, 
the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was established. Also in 2000, referring to the breakthrough drafting of the human genome sequence, then-President Bill Clinton said, quote, Today we are learning the landscape in which God created life, end quote. That program, by the way, was funded by Dr. Fauci's boss, Francis Collins. After Bill Clinton left office in 2001, he founded what many consider a money laundering scheme called the Clinton Foundation. At the end of that year, December 2001, the first Andrew Carnegie medals were awarded to so-called visionaries Ted Turner, Brooke Astor, Irene Diamond, Leonor Annenberg, Lawrence Rockefeller, Bill Gates, and George Soros. Attending that gala event to recognize those visionaries was Dr. Anthony Fauci. In February 2003, the first outbreak of SARS started in China. The United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, quickly filed a patent application for the genome of this novel coronavirus called SARS-CoV on the 25th of April, 2003. That was patent number 7220852. Note that this novel coronavirus would now, in 2022, be referred to as SARS-CoV-1 because we now also have SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that causes COVID-19. It's also worth stating this obvious fact here. Nature cannot be patented. Now, certainly that is obvious, but it is also codified into law at 35 United States Code, Section 101. Furthermore, SARS-CoV originated in China, so there is no legal way the CDC could patent the genome of SARS-CoV, even if it were not natural, but in fact manufactured. Nevertheless, the patent was approved, so officially SARS-CoV is deemed manufactured, not natural. The consequences of such a patent include the situation that no one is allowed to independently study the virus or even develop a test kit for it. Now, step slowly forward just three days after the filing of that patent. Sequoia Pharmaceuticals, funded by the National Institute of Health, filed a patent for the vaccine of that virus, SARS-CoV. That was patent 7151163. Now, if that sounds fishy, it's much worse than you think. The CDC didn't get their patent immediately. It took four years because of obvious irregularities and concerns. Furthermore, the CDC had paid an extra fee to keep their application secret for those intervening years. So how could Sequoia have known what to file? A couple of years later, February 2005, 
Bill Clinton takes one of his many trips on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane, but this was not one of the ones to the notorious island, but was to Beijing, China. Immediately afterwards, the Clintons established the Clinton Global Initiative. 2009, H1N1, also known as swine flu, is declared a pandemic by the World Health Organization. The following year, Bill Gates gave a TED Talk in which he said we need to reduce the world's carbon emissions to zero. He identified the primary problem that he saw. Quote, first, we've got population. Unquote. Then he mentioned some cures to what he saw as the problem of having too many people on this planet. Quote, the world today has 6.8 billion people. Remember, this is 2010. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent, unquote. Now, euphemisms can be disgusting. When Bill Gates said we could use, quote, reproductive health services, unquote, to lower the population of people on this planet, he obviously meant abortion to terminate billions of future children. But what did Bill Gates mean by saying that, quote, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, we could lower the population by 10 or 15 percent, unquote. Online fact checkers would tell you he could not possibly have meant the obvious. Reuters, for example, defends this call from Gates by saying, quote, Gates was saying that improving public health can reduce unsustainable population growth, unquote. But improving public health tends to result in longer lives, which tends to result in more humans being alive on the planet. Now, in Bill Gates' defense, his foundation has funded polio vaccinations for years, which actually do improve public health and do therefore result in higher population on planet Earth, but that is not at all consistent with the TED Talk strategy of reducing the population. Possibly coincidentally, in 2011, Gates met with Epstein numerous times in private. 2014, Obama funneled taxpayer dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology through EcoHealth Alliance. But there was more to the funding of Wuhan Institute of Virology and their gain-of-function research that could make viruses more harmful to humans. Pennsylvania Congressman Guy Reschenthaler had his staff members dig into that and got a response to one of their inquiries from USAID on the 6th of May 2021. In brief, between October 2009 and May 2019, USAID provided over a million dollars to Wuhan Institute of Virology through the EcoHealth Alliance. USAID claims it wasn't for gain of function but cannot explain why, then, gain-of-function research did happen and was put on moratorium 
in October 2014. On the 8th of November 2016, in the biggest setback to the globalist schemes ever, Donald John Trump won the United States presidential election. He would be inaugurated as President of the United States on the 20th of January 2017. A week and a half prior to the inauguration, on the 11th of January 2017, Dr. Tony Fauci declares Trump will face a surprise outbreak. As reported by the medical professional's website Helio, quote, Anthony S. Fauci, M.D., director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said there is no doubt Donald J. Trump will be confronted with a surprise infectious disease outbreak during his presidency. Unquote. The next day, 12 January 2017, the New York Department of Labor issued a warn notice to the Clinton Global Initiative as their corrupt business practices would lead to a shutdown. At nearly the same time, the Biden Foundation was created, and it lasted only until the next presidential race. In December 2017, the founders of Apotex, a company that makes generic drugs and notably hydroxychloroquine, were murdered in their home in Canada. Justice Michael Moldover of the Canadian Supreme Court has since implicated the United Nations and the World Health Organization in their deaths. On the 18th of October, 2019, two events of interest happened. One was called Event 201 and was described thus by the Center for Health Security, quote, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise, on October 18, 2019. The exercise illustrated areas where public and private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic, unquote. The other event that began on the 18th of October 2019 and ran through the 27th of October was the Military World Games. This is described on Wikipedia, quote, The 7th Military World Games was the first international military multi-sport event to be held in China and also the largest military sports event ever to be held in China with 9,308 athletes from 109 countries, unquote. By the way, the location in China where those 9,308 participants from 109 countries met was Wuhan, home of the biolab that was the source of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. Weeks later, cases of that disease emerged. Remember, no conclusions are offered, only facts in evidence. Think for yourself and have a blessed day. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July. 
L-E-I-G-H-T-July. You can find her music on all streaming services or at LateJuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.